I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all of the life that happens between them. So I went to the cycling class and there was a sub. Okay. You know, and there's been a sub every other time because it's been holidays and now it's not. But anyhow. Uh-huh. And um, it was one of a, a younger, very energetic person. Like, uh-huh. you know, mid-twenties. Okay. And um, what was funny is I was having that thing again where women are looking at you and acting different towards you. Okay. And I notice it. I always, I don't know if I always notice, but when I notice it, I always think, really? And then I, like, scan the surroundings of other things that are happening and other interactions and try to verify that to myself. Right. My own reality of what's happening. Yeah. Is this happening? And how do I know that's happening? Because I've just noticed it. Yes. So it was one of those kind of things. Uh Uh-huh. And it was like she was getting people stuff and then she was bringing it over to your cycle and just, you know, talking to people and stuff. But she'd bring my towel over to the, um, you know how I am, I have to show you. Over you do. To the to the cycle and hang it up and talk to me. <laughs> and looking right at me and saying, my name is so-and-so, what's your name? And, you know, and then bringing me something else. And, and I'd say, thank you. And she'd say, you're welcome. <laughs> Look right at me. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is so weird. And then I, so then I watched her go to the next person and she gives the lady a towel like this and goes to the next one and gives them a towel, you know, like. Yeah, not, other, not, not initiating conversation, just sort of. Well, she was here's talking to them, but she wasn't making any eye contact with them. Right. She was talking to like one lady across the room, like giving another one a towel and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I just thought, that is so weird. You're a man. It was weird because I'm a man. Yes. Yes. Girls so. are weird about men. They are. I don't know why. And I notice it now that they notice I'm a man. I was a man before, and I noticed them because, you know, and it has gotten a little worse. I did notice that last night at the at the class, too. I was I was looking around the room after that, and I was thinking, okay, so I was just kind of assessing who else is in this room and how are they behaving. Mm-hmm. And my brain does work more um, – it, it, it's more – pronounced that my brain goes around the room and goes a guy a lady a girl boobs a girl boobs you know like it notices boobs yes yeah and, and sometimes it's would be it would be there's a girl but her boobs are big and so i noticed that first and so then yeah my brain says boobs so it's <laughs> you know it's more pronounced than than it used to be okay yeah so, yeah, that was the gym last night. I'm sorry. Yeah. And and guys are funny in the gym. Guys are still very funny in the gym. You How know, so? I'm getting, I come in back in from the class to get dressed, and there's guys in there, and a guy's, you know, leaving, and he's walking past his friend, and he says, hey, Big K, how's it going? <laughs> and he's That's... like, good, T, how's it going with you? You know. Guys are. Guys are funny. They are. They are funny. Women are funny. Guys are funny. We are somewhere almost there. I'm I'm almost I'm closer than you are to one end than the other, but Yes. It's still very bizarre to me. Yes. So there's uh-huh. there's behaviors of various people and observations of stuff. And, 
That is very fun. Yeah. And you made people angry by being a man. I did. How, I how did. did that happen? You told me it, just that it happened, but you I didn't did. tell me what happened. Because I knew then I'd forget like part of the story by telling you. But I did check this with my work wife. I said, here's what happened. I said, first of all, I it seems to me I made a couple of women angry yesterday just because I'm a man. And she immediately, you know, with, without having to think first, said, yes, that happens. Yep. And I said, okay. And I, I said, I was pretty sure that was what was happening. But I needed to, again, check the reality, because this is a different reality than I was having before. Yep. My internal and external realities are different than they were before. Mm-hmm. My, my internal one is the same, and all the external stuff has been changing a lot. Right. Um, except for the pronounced boobs thing. But anyhow, um, <laughs> there's... So I, I was uh, waiting at the pharmacy to pick up my tea, and I had last time got 0.2 of the prescription because they gave me two little bottles instead of a you know, bunch of them or a bigger one. Right. And, and that's be- because we'll, we'll talk about that because of the, the mm-hmm. change. We did talk about that. We talked about okay. the change to the Pfizer brand testosterone, yes. yes. And so, they had given you 0.2 of your refill of prescription because and so it I, says you have 5.8 refills left it right? does it does so i'm waiting in line and i'm wanting to fix this problem when i get up there mm-hmm. and the phone rings and it's a it's a work-related call and i need to talk to them about you know some work stuff that i cannot talk about while i'm standing in line at the pharmacy and about to go up and, and try to handle this problem with my tea right so i say to her and we've been playing phone tag a little right um I hesitate for a second, and I think about the situation I'm in, and I say, "I'm, you know, I'm glad I caught your call. But would it be okay if I called you back in ten minutes? You know, I just got in the middle of something without realizing that was going to happen. But she was so annoyed with me; I could uh-huh. hear it in her voice. And I'm just like, "Oh well, I don't know what's going on." And so that makes me more of a man because I don't know what's going on, right? You know, but. Um, she was thoroughly annoyed with me mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure why, but then when the next thing happened, I thought, now I've just done this twice in a row and I had to think about it for a while. Okay. Was it my tone of voice? Is it my approach? I was, you know, scrutinizing all those things and seeing, you know, how I do do some of these things different. Am I doing something different? I think it's that I'm doing things a little bit more like a lot of other guys do and and my voice is male and so now I'm a male and they expect me to do a male thing and now I'm annoying them already even though I haven't done that male thing whatever well, what's it was. what's the other male thing you did you well, said there was more so that that was my scrutinizing but the other male thing was I go up to the counter and she goes back and she was talking to somebody chatting to some guy they were having a good conversation I don't know and then she I come up there she goes back to get my script she comes back with two little bottles again. Okay. And I said, um, okay, I just want to check on this. This, These two bottles are what they gave me last time, but that's because they only had the two little bottles. Mm-hmm. So my prescription said 5.8 refills left, and now it probably says 5.6 left. And she looked at it, and she was like, oh, well, of course, I can fix that. Yes. And she goes back to fix it. And she's there a long time. And she comes back with a bottle of 
the generic. That's wrong. And she didn't say to me first, do you want generic? Is that okay? Pharmacist usually says that to me. I don't know. At other places. She didn't say that. She just was going to give it to me. And I said, hang on. And now she got annoyed. I was questioning her and she was done with me as far as she was concerned. And Mm -hmm. she was not done with me because I did not have what I wanted. And I said, you know, this is the generic. And she said, no, that's testosterone cypionate. And I said, yes, it is. But it's made by Watson, not by Pfizer. Yes. And I'm currently using the Depo testosterone because it is not a generic. And she got mad and she took it back there and she said, I'll talk to the pharmacist. And she goes back there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so now I've made her mad. Right. And I'm thinking, well, that's not, you know, I, I still want her to fix this problem. Yeah. I hope she gets over herself because yeah. I'd like to fix the problem. And so she brings the pharmacist up there and he, and she's, she's standing like with the attitude, like she's just done with me. And, um, the guys, you know, he's not noticing that she's having a problem. He's just going to address this because they're very busy there. Yes. And he says, okay, so, um, you know, I explained it to him. I said, you know, I was on the generic before and now I'm using the brand name because I was having a problem. Doctor mm-hmm. said, try brand name. That's what I'm doing. And he said, okay. Right. And I said, so he looked at it and he said, well, we can do that. It's going to cost more. And I said, I, I know that. He said, okay. And he takes it and he goes back there. Then he fixed it. He he did. He fixed it and he gave it back to her and she came up there and... and uh, Had attitude. She came up there while he was fixing again and she said, it's going to be 136.32 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Some bunch of numbers. And I said, yes, I know. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. And she was getting less mad now. Just like, okay, he's not giving me a hard time. I don't know. Because I could easily just start getting mad at her for being mad. Mm-hmm. But I I was just kind of perplexed by the whole thing. <laughs> and I was trying to solve the problem and get right. back to work. So so then uh she came she went back again and then she said, Okay, they won't have it today and she's watching me again like, you know, now now am I getting you? And I said <laughs> I said, That sounds fine to me. Thank you. I'll come back tomorrow. Very good. And I left, and and I'm perplexed, like, for hours. I had to think about it for quite a while. And I didn't want to talk about it yet because I really wanted to think about it myself and and try to understand what was going on. Was it really their expectations of what I was going to do, or was I doing something, or... And then I next day, I, the morning, I didn't talk to you about it because I was still processing it. But in the morning, I did just check with the work wife and, and say, hey, this, I seem to have no- annoyed some women yesterday merely because I am a man. And she said, yep. And I went, okay, this is like a reality. This yes, it yeah. actually is. Yeah. So the weirdest thing ever. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where you could have been doing exactly the same as you would have before with a different presentation. And, you know, there are some shifts in focus and in communication style, but not, not too severe. 
that, you know, if you had been doing the exact same thing with boobs on your chest, they would have responded completely differently. And a higher voice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They would have responded completely differently. And I've seen, um, I haven't actually taken the time to watch it, but I've seen links to it all over the internet that there's this video there that has um, basically a man and a woman engaging in exactly the same types of behaviors, Mm -hmm. but then it has the adjectives that are applied to the man and the woman engaging in these behaviors. A woman being assertive is a bitch. A man being assertive is a Mm go-getter. A woman who takes good care of herself is kind of hoity-toity and whatever. And a man who takes good care of himself and dresses nicely is looking sharp. Mm -hmm. But then it, it goes the other way, too, when women are just overdone with men's male privilege that... You see it in a lot of TV shows where the men are usually the buffoon characters, not the women. They don't dare do that. The men are generally, if there's going to be a stupid, silly character who's comic relief, they don't put it in a female character. They put it in a male character. That was the word I was, that was the term I was missing. Male privilege. Yes. And women get tired of male privilege, but they don't realize that that's specifically what they're responding to. And so they'll just be like, ugh, this man, he's expecting me to kowtow to his needs, and I'm just fed up with it. I understand now. That makes a lot of sense. And a lot of times they don't realize what they're doing. No, they weren't consciously, as far as I could tell, because the person on the phone needed and was trying to be professional. Mm Mm-hmm but was obviously irked at me for putting her off again. Yes. And I was trying to put it at a time that would work better. And again, if you had done that before with a higher voice on the phone, they probably would have responded differently. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's it's this weird subconscious thing. Well, the the whole male privilege thing is a bizarre thing, too. I mean, it was before, but it's even more bizarre from the other side. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, well. And it's interesting because I subconsciously use those cues too, and I don't always intend to. But, you know, you've said before that when I'm dealing with strangers, usually in like a, a sales setting, I'll use the man voice. Yes, you will. Because it gets better results and I don't realize that I'm doing it, but it's just something that I've learned over time that this is the best way to get the response that I need. Yeah, you've conditioned yourself, really. Right. Knowing that you you don't even have to know. I think you just automatically do it because I see you automatically. I don't think about it. It is that subconscious thing where, you know, I've – it's sort of like how kids, you hear – People say, and we've experienced numerous times, that they need boundaries and they're uncomfortable until they hit the boundary. And once they hit the boundary, they settle down. Mm -hmm. But if you ask a child, are you pushing boundaries? They're going to say, no, I just want the cookie. That's right. F you, (laughs) give me the cookie. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of these things are things that people don't realize that they're doing. I think that that, I, I can see that working for you because... You aren't a binary person. And what women do that that are in a binary situation, I'm going to call it, they're, <laughs> they're working from that 
that uh, perspective or place, mm-hmm. they tend to do what we've talked about before. Do you know anything about <laughs> computers? Don't ever, don't, don't ever do that again. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> yes, I know. That was it's my best t- attempt at... Good try. I couldn't... <laughs> I, I, I can't make my voice go. No, you there. have a decent falsetto. It just doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry to. Do no, that it's to okay. You. But it is. It's 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 working from an evolutionary history of a reproductive dichotomy, and it's so ingrained in the binary brain that they don't even realize that. Whereas you know. Mm-hmm. A guy says, hey, man, give me a hand. And a girl says, can you please, or do you know, or I'm so helpless and I want to make you feel special, so you'll help me. Because they really don't know how to do whatever it is, too. Well, sometimes they don't, and sometimes they just have, again, it's that subconscious thing where they know that this is the best way to approach it. Yeah, yeah, they do. And the other thing is, for you, because you do have so much of a male brain in there, you do have an ability to do a lot of things they don't. I mean, look, my aunt sent the computer home with me the other day because she had locked herself out of it, and I had to give it to you. And and you tried to help her? and I tried to help her <laughs> to an extent, but I wasn't going to stand there forever. You know, I was doing the, right. the is there gas in the car things. Did you press the escape button? Yes. There's an escape button? <laughs> Yes, it's right here. Yep. You know, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But um as far as as far as that goes, I mean that you know, the rest of it I don't know what it's doing and I don't care enough to mess around with it, whereas you're like naughty technology, I won't have that. It will behave for me. Yes. Or else. It will. Yes. It will or it will, and that's final. Mm-hmm. And I like that about you. I'm and glad. I know that you'll just do that way faster than I will. Because you are interested. Mm-hmm. So. And, you know, a lot of, there have been a lot of studies lately about why less women are into technology and engineering and math and science. And a lot of it, you know, they, they did study some while back and they kind of were and I might get in trouble for saying this, but a lot of people didn't want to pay attention to them because it showed that there's, you know, scientific evidence that the brain that's based in estrogen is much less interested in those type of topics than the brain that's based in testosterone. Mm-hmm. And there's evolutionary evidence for, you know, the reproductive dichotomy and the subsequent gendered division of labor. And I think that anybody, you know, to, to backpedal a little bit, if you have the interest and the drive and the desire, there's nothing wrong with a geek girl taking on all that good stuff. But, exactly, yeah. But, you know, it's there's no shame in not having that interest and in allowing it to be a gendered thing, I think, either. I agree with that. I think that just like non-binary folks should be allowed to be non-binary, binary ones should be allowed to be binary. Yes. We should not shame them for that either. No. And I think that our culture has been shaming them for a while. 
It has. It has. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know which wave of feminism we're in right now. I kind of lost track. That'll take too long. Yeah. The, the, shame the patriarchy and eschew the traditional gender roles and well i'm sorry but what if you actually like your gender role you should have the right to choose it mm -hmm. and i think a lot of that came out of unfairness and you know to the extent of criminal behavior yeah but it, it didn't really solve the problem no it didn't make any of that well i don't know that it didn't make any of it, it made a fair amount of it stop a fair amount of it is still there. Yes. And I think in the trans community, I don't know how much you've seen this. I think we saw a little bit of it in that video you showed me a week or two ago about, um, you know, the, the trans separatists, the true scum and the other groups who say, this is my trans experience and this is the definitive trans experience and this was the original concept of the trans experience and so this is what we are and if you have a different experience then screw you you're not really trans enough and then there's the other side of the coin that says well we should be all inclusive but then they go a little too far in the other direction and say well everybody's trans and everybody's queer and it's Weird to see, again, the back and forth of the people who do have a binary trans experience and the people who do not have a binary, strictly binary dichotomy trans experience. And the way that they tend to go after each other like that, too. It's like some big trannier than thou competition. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It is. Mm -hmm. Well. There's our philosophical debate on the nature of gender and trans issues. Right. I one, guess. 1.3 or something. <laughs> <sighs> so how did acupuncture work out for you? Complete topic change. Okay. Acupuncture. The acupuncture dude, the doctor, he was cool. He's very cool. The first thing I want to say about that relates to my transition experience, and that is as I was explaining to him things that he didn't have in his computer history, and I, I picked an acupuncturist that was already in the uh, system that my endocrinologist is in. Right. So he'd have access to those records mm -hmm. very easily. Yep. And when I was talking to him about the problems I was having, in particular my peck acting up my left side, mm -hmm. uh, I was explaining to him that I was in transition, seeing my doctor, you know, endocrinologist, doctor endocrinologist lady person. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> I love watching you tap dance around all these names because, you know, I think we've come up with, you know, nicknames for them, Dr. A, Dr. B, Dr. C, Dr. X, Dr. Y before, and then we forget by the next episode. Well, she she's a doctor and she's an endocrinologist, so yes. there. So she's also funny, but anyhow. You're seeing her. Um, that I was seeing her and, you know, because I was also listing my medications for him and I had to list... Uh, testosterone testosterone and he didn't um i was impressed with him in the fact that he didn't uh 
have any reaction, and he wasn't making an effort to have a non-reaction to the fact that. that I was in transition. Yeah. If you, you know, and then, then we could all debate about whether we call it that or not, but that's the easiest way to quick explain to, you know, somebody what's mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've seen people do that. You know, it's like, um, oh, you're trans and it perks up their ears, but then they don't want to admit that they're interested or curious because that would be rude or that would make them somehow vulnerable or expose and lack of knowledge or interest on their part, or I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so they try not to look. It's sort of like when the wheelchair bound person comes into the restaurant and everybody looks the other way because they don't want to look at the person in the wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Right. You said you're transgender. I don't want to ask because I don't want to notice. He had nothing. I mean, it was, he was taking down surgery history and, and everything else. And there was not, I was just impressed that he could just. It was an actual genuine non-reaction. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That was very fun Yay. to see somebody be able to manage themselves over something different is happening here. And he, he also was kind of different as a doctor because he came out in the waiting room and said, I'm running about three to seven minutes late. Three to seven. That's oddly specific. Yes. And I will come back to uh, to get you in about three to seven minutes. Okay. I apologize for that. And he went away and he came back in three minutes. That's awesome. He probably spent, you know, 20 seconds telling me that. So Right. And got me and apologized for being late again. And on we went. And most doctor's offices will make you wait a good half hour and, and not they apologize could, at they all. They don't give a rat's ass how long you wait. No. They were very nice. Um, so I was very comfortable there. Um, he's going to try working, you know, not as direct on with the pec muscle as the rest of my system first and, and see if he can kind of figure it out. And he, he said it'll take, it could take three times to, to do that. Okay. So he's working his way in from your extremities, arms and legs and hands and feet. Yes. But his purpose at that point, at that first treatment, was to try to get that pec muscle to stop mm -hmm. being quite so jumpy. Right. And he said it might be scar tissue. Mm -hmm. It might also be a bone spur for a from a very old injury I have mm -hmm. that's making my arms fall asleep. Right. I don't think so because that's fairly recent around the time of the surgery. Right. Um, but he's not ruling that out. Okay. And... I also have a problem with my right leg from an uh, injury to my foot, which has been bothering me. So interestingly enough, he put a lot of needles in my left leg. We're talking about the left pec, but the right leg hurts. Mm -hmm. Left arm. Mm -hmm. A couple of needles in the right foot. Uh -huh. And some needles in the left hand. Okay. And after... You, you know, you you just relax for the rest of the hour that you're there. Mm -hmm. And then he tells you to go home and take a nap. Yes. Which I did. You did. And you didn't expect to fall asleep when you got home. You were I like, didn't. no, I'm I'm not tired. I'm not going to take a nap now. I'm going to go lie down. And <laughs> Yeah. 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 Well, I didn't expect to because of the time of day and right. kids eating dinner. And so 
And then I slept really good that night. Mm -hmm. And I slept so good because my right leg didn't hurt. Right. That's amazing. We didn't do anything to my right leg directly. No. He was trying to do something indirectly to my left pec. It it was better. The left pec was better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had been worse that week. Like yeah. the, the, the several days or the three to five days before the acupuncturist, mm-hmm. it had been way worse. Yeah. So, so when we say better from way worse, it's it, still it's not kind all of the way better. Back to where it was before. Right. The, before that week. But it's still improvement. And then the, the, the right side started acting up a little two days later. And then the left leg started just hurting again. And then, of course, I found this book at the library about Chinese medicine. What is that book? You remember words better um, than I do. Exercises. Ah, yes. Chinese ed- exercises. Yes. And it's like uh, doing your own exercise ac- acupressure type deal. Yeah, it's it's kind of yoga-ish where it sort of realigns your energy, but only more Chinese. Yes, yes. And I tried it right away because I was in a lot of discomfort yesterday with my leg. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel so old talking about all these problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's what old it, people do. We talk about our problems. Uh, it worked right away. It it gave me some re- relief right away. So I gave it to my work wife who was sitting there with her nose running uh-huh. and said, hey, there's things in here for allergies and whatnot. Yep. So she tried those five things in the, you know, four different chapters and her nose stopped running so much and she was all pleased with that. That's good. Yeah. The security guy was laughing at us because he came in there for his break and he, was, he thought we were very amusing. You guys are very amusing. We try. We have to amuse ourselves on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> You're stuck at work for eight hours. You got to do something was, to make it pleasant. It was uh, 12 hours yesterday. Oh, it was yeah, 12 hours It was a 12 yesterday. hour day. Oh. So, yeah. So that was that was cool. Well, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Did we, did we miss anything else? Um. Oh, we, you, 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 your colleague. Angry. Oh, yes. My, my colleague. I did have an en- funny encounter, encounter, yes, a pleasant encounter with a work colleague. Uh, there's a guy at work. He's probably about my size. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a small guy. Okay. And he's about my age, maybe a little younger. Mm-hmm. But as most people my age, they don't act. They all act old, older than I do. I try not to do that, or maybe I don't try. I don't know. You're you're not as old as you are. No, you're just not. But anyhow, the, he's a nice guy. He's he's talked to me before. I did notice he was talking to me more, even before I came to work and said, "Hey, you guys all need to change your pronouns now." You know, so mm-hmm. before anybody knew about my transition, he was starting to talk to me more subconsciously. He was subconsciously responding to your secondary sex characteristics changing. Yes. Okay. Um. So I, I just got off like an elevator and he was walking past. And you he got said, off in the elevator? <laughs> no, no, my dear wife with the boy brain. I exited the elevator. Oh, okay. He was walking past in the hallway. I was jealous. And he stopped real fast and said, <laughs> <laughs> the poor security guy, there's cameras in the elevator. <laughs> Because you could go to the other corner. Never mind. Um, (laughs) Okay, so the the guy's walking past in the hallway, and he he just impromptu says to me, you know, I was really surprised 
about the voice change. Yeah. The the voice difference was just really surprising to me. He, just completely out of nowhere. Yeah, just had, out of had nowhere. You guys already said hello no, to each other. No, no. He said we, I said hi. He said hi, and then he said you know. Okay, I so was, he did I say was, hi first. So he did hear yeah, your real voice. Yeah, real fast. But he said that right away, like he had been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But he he said it, and a lot of people, I'm sure, are walking around thinking a lot of things, and they don't just say them right away. No. A and lot I, of people self-censor a whole lot more. Well, and especially at work, yes. and I understand why. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he was, just, you know, he's a very friendly guy, and mm-hmm. and um, he's a, an appropriate person. Yes. He's not known to be inappropriate. Some people are. He's fairly well. We all know them. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, but yeah, he just was very impromptu. Like, hey, that really surprises me. And uh, I said, yeah, that can be surprising. And uh-huh. and he said. Um, Something about, you know, I guess it's like a second adolescence, and I hope it's treating you better than the first one. <laughs> and uh, it was just very friendly interaction, because I don't usually get to talk to anybody at work about about these things that are happening. Yes, right in front of you. Yeah. Um, except, of course, my work wife. Yeah. And my friend and mm-hmm. supervisor. Yes. Um, and then there was one other uh, woman who had talked to me about my voice about a month ago, mm-hmm. and I, I've known her since I, just after I moved to town here. Right. So she knows me for a long time. Mm-hmm. We know each other from the queer community. She's not a queer. She's an ally type person. But yes. anyhow, she had said, wow, how did, how did your voice do that? Yes. <laughs> and uh, and I, had, I think we talked about that. I told her it was hormones. Mm-hmm. So I, I went back to my desk, and I thought, well, he had the nerve to say something, and I don't want him to feel uncomfortable. Right. I want to encourage him because it was really very refreshing to have a conversation with somebody right. about what's really happening. Yes. And, you know, some people are, you know, not very happy when other people question that because they're just like, yes, I'm getting my body fixed and Brr. they don't like being reminded that it was ever wrong or, and yeah, so I you guess understand that, you know, people might be a little bit hesitant to approach it, but if you're happy to talk about it, then I think it's nice that you were good to, uh, to encourage that. Well, and I had kind of cut it short cause the, the, I think actually I was waiting for an elevator and I, it came and up the elevator got there. <laughs> <laughs> And so I got on the elevator, but I was still... I didn't know elevators do that. ...finishing the conversation with him. Okay. This brief conversation. And I got downstairs to the where I was going, and I thought, oh, I, I got to my desk. I thought, I'm going to shoot him an email because I want to encourage him and anybody to talk to me. Right. Because I found it refreshing to talk to him. And so I shot him an email real quick say, saying, you know, hey, thanks for talking to me because... These things are happening. Yes. You know, that type of thing. And he wrote you me know. a little email back say, saying something also very friendly and nice. And, and so I said something else to him, and then we left it at that. Good. Yeah. What but, a nice guy. Yeah. And I you wanted, are. I wanted to be encouraging because, yeah, it was nice. Yay. That well, might be all the transition stuff we can whip into a 20 minutes or less. Yeah. Usually we run about 30 now, somewhere between 20 and 30. Right. Hopefully with less editing, but maybe not. That one's your fault. (laughs) That one was my fault. Uh, (sighs) And obviously, this is a good time of day. Yes. George is awake. George is Uh awake. We got time during the day with no kids and and 
no interruptions and no work and we can sit down and talk to our friends in the internet. Yep, with the microphone. Yep. And a lot of editing. Yeah, well, that's why we're doing it today, so that I can do that tomorrow. Right. So, is that it? I think that's it. Okay. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Everybody's trans, and everybody's queer, and everybody... <laughs> you can see his face. It's your wave. You're doing the wave. <laughs> I'm doing that, yeah. <laughs>